Hi, this is Web37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space on all things NFTs and Web3. Welcome to Web37 Daily. On today's episode, we spoke with the guys behind The Electrician, Joe Barinholtz and Rudy Schaefer. We talked all about their careers and backgrounds in art, writing, and the, their work in the TV and film industry, and what inspired them to get in the, involved in the world of NFTs. Hope you enjoy. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I just walked to the back of the house. I got a newborn baby in the front room. So, oh wow, congratulations! How newborn? Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm tucked away in the corner now. Amazing. How how newborn? Like new. He's uh he's a little over two weeks. Oh my god! Congratulations, <laughs> man. That's crazy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, uh, John, where where are you located? Where you live? Uh, I live in Los Angeles, Sherman Oaks. Cool. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well. Uh, I want to intro um, who from the 137 side is going to be doing this and then give you an opportunity to intro a little bit before we go into questions. But I am Charlie. I am the, I was uh, leading our NFT coverage a lot last year. And right now I've been more of the style editor. Um, but this sort of aligns with a couple of the things I cover. And then I've also, he's just going to speak through the same speaker as me, but we also have Connor here who is our entertainment guy. I'll let you, you go ahead. Yeah. What's up guys? Uh, I'm Connor. Yeah, as Charlie said, I'm an entertainment editor, mostly doing like the TV and movie stuff. Um, yeah, Charlie and I are sitting right next to each other. Otherwise, I'd be using my own profile. But <laughs> so we're just going to both speak through Charlie's. But uh, yeah, no, it's great to meet you guys. Uh, glad to be hosting this, this first time I've ever hosted a Twitter space. This is exciting. Whoa, that's it. <laughs> it is <big>. exciting. <laughs> um, well, uh, John and Rudy, I want to give you guys each a chance to just sort of introduce yourselves and then. We have some questions about, um, like Connor will ask some questions more about the, from a like production media standpoint, the ideation of creating the show. And then once we get into some of the more like NFT web three aspects of it, I can sort of take over. Um, but awesome. if you start, if John and Rudy, if you guys just want to introduce yourselves, um, either outside of the context of the project, um, but I'm sure it, it overlaps. So if you want to just start with an introduction to your, your history a little bit, that sounds great. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Uh, I, uh, I'm John. I, I live in Los Angeles. Like I said, I, I, I come from a world of, uh, uh, acting and writing and producing in the entertainment industry. And I've been out in Los Angeles for about, uh, Oh, a little over 12 years now. And I've, I've been doing this, uh, for about the last 15 to 16. And, uh, and yeah, I, I kind of, uh, I'm always looking for, you know, just new ways to be able to like as a creator bring stories to the forefront and tell stories and uh yeah i i actually met rudy through like one of my wife's best friends is his wife they went to school together and we we linked up years ago and did like a really uh goofy comedy central digital series uh called pie guys about pizza delivery drivers and he he essentially designed everything for us, like for the set. And it looks, the show looks so good. It was like the, sh the show itself was kind of crappy because we didn't know what we were doing, but for the looks <laughs> standpoint, he killed it. So I was like, Oh, Rudy was amazing. I always wanted to work with him on a bigger scale since then. And yeah, I kind of fell into the, the, the web three space, uh, uh, mid last year where, uh, another project called the glue factory, they brought me on to, to show run some animated shorts for them. And I, I really didn't know much about this space. And it was just like a crash course right away learning from them. And uh, I, I fell in love with it and just saw what, what this could be. Um, and, and kind of like the future of it of, you know, creating, creating entertainment through this space. And I just, I really got excited about that and linked up with Rudy. We had an idea we've been working on for years with uh, his uh, partner, Rana, and uh, my my brother Ike Barinholtz and his producing partner Dave Stassen always wanted to produce this idea, and we were like, "Hey, I was like, hey, I know the space now, and I'm not an expert yet, but I, I think this could be cool to to kind of, you know, rejigger what we have for like the art that we already have for this project for the NFT space, and kind of like, kind of like launch a community where we can create this story and and more stories after that, hopefully." And everyone was on board, and 
you know, a, a few months later, here we are, we're, we're coming up on, uh, uh, looking to announce our launch date, like imminently. And yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Amazing. Super cool, man. I appreciate it. Um, Rudy, would you mind, uh, doing the same thing? Sort of walking us through your trajectory a little bit. Hey, Hey, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. we can. Okay, great. Um, hey guys, I'm Rudy. Sorry for the noise. I'm, I'm actually on a studio lot right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, we met, we met John, uh, you know, years and years ago. Uh, we go way back. Uh, we, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently like really interested in the space just because of how, how, you know, we're, we can kind of get in touch with the audience real, like instantaneously in real time. And I mean, getting on our discord and like seeing everyone contribute has been so much fun for me. I mean, I, I usually am in a room with, you know, high, high level, like kind of concepts coming down from our designer and stuff. And, and, uh, and, you know, a lot of some of these ideas are, have been kind of like thoroughly vetted and, and not like exactly exciting or creative and kind of, kind of cookie cutter and, kind of the way kind of way it works in the design world here where I'm working and uh it's exciting to kind of like kind of have stuff come out of the woodwork from all the great people that are joined our discord in the web3 space so really excited for this kind of new format what we're kind of digging into and also I should say too uh just for a little bit more context in us when we met we were babies and we were just kind of like trying to break into this, what is a crazy industry, the entertainment <laughs> industry. And, uh, you know, it's always been like the Wild West uh, where there's so many different ways to break in. We've both been really lucky where we had that initial project at Comedy Central years ago. But, you know, on, on the acting and writing and producing side, I was really lucky and got to go on to some, like, really cool projects like this show called Superstore on NBC. And uh, I worked on Parks and Rec a little bit and Veep and bunch of other really cool fun shows and uh i got to get in the writing room for mad tv and be a writer on that and uh created uh my own show for netflix animated comedy that i was also like a voice on with some friends from chicago and like while i was kind of off growing in that rudy went off and like grew in his own way he just has been killing it in his space he's uh worked in art direction on the avatar sequels and Florian and Book of Bubba Fett and Transformers. And uh, so we kind of like just kind of really started like really rolling in our own fields within our industry. So coming back together to work on something like this where it's like, oh, it's kind of like a return to what we did for Pi Guys. Like we're new in this space, but we see what we, we know what we can do and what we're capable of on a production side. So we were kind of like, well, let's let's be new again. Let's be new again. And this space is so new in terms of entertainment production. So let's let's see what we can do. And we're just really excited, I think, for that adventure. Amazing. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, so I want to get a little bit more into the into the NFT portion and the Web three portion down the line. But I know that this idea um, predates uh, predates like the, the the conception of doing it as an NFT project. So can you talk to us a little bit about just the initial concept for the show in, in its genesis before even NFT's Web3 came about when you guys came up with the idea for The Electrician? Yeah, totally. Uh, it actually like first kind of came about on my wedding day, which is like 2016. Uh, uh, we had this, my wife and I had our wedding at her parents' house in Encino, and they had this like really nice front lawn, which is where we had the wedding. And uh, as soon as the band started playing, the power went out. and uh, it was like that moment of like, oh, it's, is this going to be a disaster? And like something was happening with their electrical system there. And they called this guy, Robert, who was their electrician. He's this guy like, he looks like a superhero. Like he's in his electrician's gear, his outfit. And he's like, he's probably in his like late forties, but like, just like a strong chin. He looks like an action figure. And he showed up within like 20 minutes and he fixed it. And the electricity came back on and we had this like amazing wedding night. And it was just like, it, it was just like, it, it's always been burned to my memory, like him walking through the gates of his gear. And I was like, that's a superhero. And no, he doesn't fly and he can't like shoot stuff out of his hands. But like, I was like, 
his his trade work, like his knowledge, that's 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 a real superhero because he's saving the day for all these people here. And uh, that was just kind of like the seed of it. Then uh, it, I couldn't get out of my head, and I, I was like thinking, like, oh, well, that's a over the course of the next couple of years, we you know we've seen like the rise of how big Marvel's gotten and DC and all these superhero stories. We're, we're just like, we're inundated with them. And I, I got personally, I love watching them, but I got personally a little like numb to them. Uh, we're just like kind of same formula, same tone. Obviously some are different here and there. I still love them, but I was like, well, there needs to be like a new type of superhero story. And, uh, I was like, I went back to this idea about Robert showing up at my wedding and I was like, what if it's like, him and these other like blue collar trades workers where again, their knowledge is their superpower and they're living in a, a version of Los Angeles. That's not too unlike today's version. Uh, just maybe a little heightened push towards like the dystopic nature of it where, you know, the, the super wealthy and the, uh, the super poor are living side by side. And you can be in like a neighborhood like Beverly Hills and then turn a corner and just see tents everywhere. And it's, I got like just that, this idea of like, what the hell are we doing? Like, what is going on in our in our city? Uh, and the story that an idea of like a hero rising, rising up from amongst the people, and we that was kind of like the container for this. And I remember talking to Rana and Rudy and being like, I think this really makes sense as a graphic novel. Like, we can we can tell the story, and there's not a lot of graphic novels set in LA. They're mostly New York because of the tall buildings and like the gothic nature of it. I was like, there's something weird about LA where like it's beautiful and there's sunshine and the weather's nice, uh, but there's like this seediness under the sunshine. Like you kind of feel it here where, you know, you have this like great wealth disparity and you have like a bunch of people who have come out here to chase their dreams. And, you know, the reality is only a handful of people make it. And there's like a, a darkness to that too, right? Where it's like there's a beauty where people are doing that, but then there's also like, people who are just existing here having, you know, not gotten what they set out to do. And then you have like the people who exist here locally who see these transients come into like, and I, I call myself a transient too, of like someone who came from Chicago and kind of like came to their city. And like this idea of like, of, you know, superstardom has kind of like hangs over LA in a very like weird way. So that was the container for, for this. And, and we, we were like, let's design some art. And Rana and Rudy designed some like really cool characters. We came up with like our main crew, essentially, of what the story would be. We were like, let's let's like pitch this as a, as a graphic novel, see if we can get uh, funding to make it, and then with the long term goal of making that a TV show. And uh, that's where this was born. And we we got the concept art. We broke the initial story, kind of like what the world was, who the main characters were, kind of where we wanted to go with it. And right when we had that, uh, uh, my this was about three years ago now, or four years ago, my Netflix show got greenlit. Rudy got a job on Avatar. Uh, both uh, shortly after that, I had a baby. They had a baby, and it was like, okay, well, we're killing it with work right now. Let's put this idea in the shelf. It's pretty timeless, and we think it's a great idea and so unique where it's not like someone else is going to do it. So let's come back to it when we have time and it's the right time. Fast forward to now, like that, it feels like the right time. And we have really like the skill set now to really execute this. And we understand it more. And the world's only changed more into the direction of what we see the storyline as of, you know, the many having less and the few having many and the eventual clash that's going to happen with that. And it's the story we want to tell of a superhero rising up from their own community as opposed to someone coming down from the skies. And yeah, that's that's like that, that's how this all kind of came about. That's awesome. Thanks so much for kind of like going into that, diving in deep on it. And your idea of like a an anti superhero superhero story kind of reminds me a little bit of shows like uh, like The Boys and Invincible on Prime Video. Have like was there any kind of like inspiration taken from stories like that in terms yeah. of like the anti hero type so, of thing? Uh, totally. So like. So yeah, like when the so because this idea again was like from four years ago, and uh, we we've gone to the length of even like you know telling our reps about it, and they were like, "Great, let's gear this up to pitch it." And like I said, we kind of shelved it, and then I saw the boys come out. I was like, "That's kind of like the tone 
of what we're thinking of for our graphic novel. It's, it's a little different because that they are actually superheroes, but that idea of the anti-hero and the, the, the not just flawed hero, but like the greatly imperfect hero, it was like, yes, this, this is it. And I remember my reps reached out to me when they saw the boys was up an immediate hit because it's so great. They're like, hey, what's going on with the electrician? Everyone's looking for their, like every network right now is looking for what's their answer to the boys because the boys are just killing it. And I was like, yeah, we, we still have this. We still want to do it. And we're going to jump on it as soon as we can. But yeah, even in our like one sheet for this, we have it as uh, when we talk about similar tones and similar feels, the boys is definitely there, not just from the, uh, the feel of like that anti-hero, but also their, their tongue and cheekness, you know, like all, all of us on the writing side, we love graphic novels and we come from that like headspace where we, we love to see stories visually and, and the dark nature of graphic novels, but we're also huge comedy background people. So you know, this is going to be like a very dark story and, you know, not your typical, everything gets wrapped up nicely at the end, but it's also going to be funny. Like, we, and that's like the boys, like we, that's a, a great write on tone for a comp for this. Definitely. Cause that's like one of the things that I think me personally, and I think a lot of people really love about a show like the boys and I'm sure people will love about the electrician as well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do. They go such funny places on that show where like, right. Like, like, <laughs> just like bodies, like exploding, just like, <laughs> just like even how like that the superhero-ness happens is like, is funny. Uh, and yeah, the, the way I think like the way I actually have it written out on my well, one sheet after I talk about the boys, I was like, for graphic novel comps kind of think like the noir of Sin City and the humor of Deadpool, but not as noir not as noir as the former and not as tongue-in-cheek as the latter so it's like kind of like floating that zone where you have like this like weight to it but there's there's relief and and realness too where it's funny right right now nah, it sounds like you know you're, you're taking like some of the best aspects of what everyone enjoys about those products and just kind of like mashing them up into one which sounds like super interesting yeah yeah I'm curious. I'm um, just because on the site, I know I can see everybody else's favorite graphic novel, but your your favorite graphic novel is not listed. What is you? What is your favorite graphic novel? All right. So I think I do say like, oh, it says you can't really pick a favorite. Right I, it, now. It's honestly like I'm like I'm I'm talking to. You. I told you I'm in the back corner of my house right now. I'm looking at a stack of like a hundred graphic novels. Totally. <laughs> I, it's really hard for me. That's what I. Mouse was the first one I ever read, and I remember Mr. Frift was the one who like who gave it to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is just, it, it shifted how I, how I enjoyed stories. Now, again, like I was like, I think in eighth grade when that happened. So of course it's going to be way more exciting than like getting like <laughs> handed like a copy of like Macbeth or like some other novel that's just words. Totally. Uh, uh, I know Macbeth's a play, but you know, just something that's like, it's not as exciting. <laughs> than yeah. something my picture is telling you that. And I was like, oh, this is a way of storytelling that I just never even knew about before. And everything you can communicate just in one panel with one dialogue bubble, like everything, like so much is visual. And that's, that's what we do, right? We're in a visual medium. And uh, so yeah, Mouse, Mouse is the first. So I just, I gave it a shout out, but like, yeah, huge, huge Watchmen fan, uh, not to copy my brother, but like love Ghost World. Uh, Hundred Bullets is badass. There's just like, like, I'm just a fan of it across so many different genres too. And there's like, there's, there's a really an endless amount, and I think people would be surprised if you're not a graphic novel fan and you just want to pop into a comic book shop and go to the graphic novel section. Like, it's way more than you think, too. There's like graphic novels about like middle schoolers. Like, it's just like, it's it's a really cool cool medium, a really cool cool way to tell stories. Yeah, I agree. I think I I, I have gone through fluctuations of how much I've engaged with graphic novels throughout my life, but I do think whenever I am at the graphic novel section of bookstores, comic stores these days. It is just great. I feel like people, there's misconceptions about what kind of topics are covered through graphic novels, but like they, it really runs the gamut. There are such, I, I really need to read Mouse because I feel I, I've never, I mean, I think Watchmen is my favorite graphic novel, which is obviously right. sort of a cliche yeah. answer, but like just, it's kind of the blueprint of just it's being so good. Part. It's, it's so, just good. so good. There's a reason that a lot of these graphic novels like Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns kind of get adapted into shows or movies or, you know, people have just resonate with them so much and just enjoy them so much. There's, yeah. Like there's a reason they go past just the pages. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I just got a copy of uh, it's been out for a few years, but uh, Max Brooks's uh, Harlem Hellfighters. It just the art looks so cool. He did it in black and white, which he which is what he does. But uh, it looks awesome, and I I just haven't had a time the time in the last couple of weeks just because we've been so busy with electrician rollout. Uh, yeah, fair. that's when I'm really excited to to get into. That's like sitting on my desk, burning a hole in my desk. Oh wow, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like just like Fun Home uh, from Alison Bechtel, like there's so many yep. books from that era as well, where I just feel like really sort of reopened what graphic novels can be that it just it's true. It is one of the most comprehensive mediums because it's visual. It's 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 uh, literary graphic novels rule. That's yeah, the, really cool. <laughs> um, so when did you guys uh, and I know that you've touched on this a little bit already, but in when in the process did you think that it would also make sense to have part of the plan be to create it as a show in addition to being a graphic novel? So right from the start, like four years ago, when we initially designed this, it was like, you know, you were seeing uh, a lot of properties being optioned, like graphic novel properties yeah. that as they hit the market before they even had sales, there were companies just being like, option it, option it, just to like get ahead of it, just in case it wound up being a hit. And I think it's uh, Bruckheimer actually has his own company that literally makes graphic novels and then options them. So like he created creates an IP into existence. And then it's like, this is based off the, the graphic novel, even though they created the graphic novel too. And I was like, oh, that's so smart to like, to have this IP of like getting, like, I know how obsessive I am with graphic novels. So I'm like, I'm an, I'm the audience, I'm an engaged audience. And I will see a movie, even, even though I heard like the movies shit compared to the graphic novel, I'm like, I'll see it if I like the graphic novel. Um, so, so that was kind of the idea from the start of like, let's create this. We know, like, you know, I mean, I just shouldn't say we know. We thought, we were like, we think we can execute this. Uh, and uh, we, that's why we, like, you know, talked about pulling in someone like Ike and Dave back in the day. And uh, that was, that was, that was the idea from the start. It's like, let's, let's see if we can get funding to do an issue one, maybe an issue one through three, and know that we would own that idea then. And ultimately, we want this to be on as a live action TV show as opposed to like an animated um and i'm you know i'm super grateful that we didn't uh go forward with it back then only because just how much more equipped we are now and like now i'm like oh we for sure can execute this now and i know how to do it and uh we our team is just that much more supercharged now so uh it was always a plan from the start and now it just feels like like a much, much more, uh, realistic. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. Those, uh, and we can always go back in and we'll also open up for Q and a a little bit at the end, but those are the main questions I had about the, the concept of the show in general and like the narrative. Um, and then now I, for maybe people who haven't watched the little explainer video that you did, um, or who haven't been to the website, can you walk me through a little bit how you guys envision the mechanics of the actual NFT mint and how it corresponds to the um, to the novel and the show? Yeah, so there's a there's actually there's a great article that we if you check our Twitter uh, uh, high snobriety put out uh, yeah, about that shows some of the art, uh, which is like that's like a huge part of this. Is I think the art is so cool. Rudy absolutely killed it. Rana killed it. This guy Evan who helped them uh like uh it was part of the illustration process with them like they they just killed it. it was like you know when there's like sometimes you work with people like hand and glove but there can still be a disconnect of what's in your brain versus what's coming out there there just wasn't it was we we all knew what we were talking about and what we were trying to create so uh the the art itself is unreal we have these eight characters Technically nine because one of the NFTs is a uh, our twins or the O'Malley twins, but we're looking at, we're viewing them as like eight characters, and those will those will comprise the NFTs that we're releasing and the you know the the variant and layer structure on them is really cool too in that you'll see from the art they're all in different poses so it's not like a thing where like you know, Rudy can create a bottle of whiskey to be held by Robert and then just, you know, put that same asset in Dustin's hand, which is one of the other characters. It Everyone's in a different pose and their hand positions are different. So each, each asset and each variant was drawn specifically to character and not all variants play across all characters. Like just based on the backstories that 
we lightly broke for these characters. We were like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense for, uh, you know, Solomon to have whiskey because one of his storylines is we want him to be sober. Like, we want him to be, like, uh, someone who, like, he had this, like, crazy upbringing and did time in San Quentin, and now he's, like, reformed, he's sober, and he's, like, the connection to the streets. Uh, and he has, like, his ear to the ground. Uh, he's Robert's intel sort. So we were really specific about what like uh, assets and what uh, layers and variants you see for each character, which is, I know some other projects are doing that, but I'm just so happy at how, uh, how our team executed that. And every, every variant, every different layer uh, and prop that they have is a potential story point. So the idea is we'll release, uh, we'll release our series and, uh, as a holder, you may have, you know, Mayor Villar holding a bottle of champagne or Mayor Villar holding a key to the city. And we, we want all of all of these, all the art on it to kind of provoke ideas of storylines, right? These are all potential story points. So the idea is like, as our holder, you now on Mint Day, you go grab your electrician NFT. Now you pop into our production room on our Discord. And the first step of the process is the writing process. And you have myself and my brother and Dave Stassen, his, his writing partner and our friend, Eric legend, who's just this like amazing showrunner out here from Superstore and always Sunday in Philadelphia. I just think this awesome writer, uh, we'll each be rotating, running the writer's room and we'll be breaking the story of the graphic novel over the first couple of weeks and our holders, we want them involved in that process. Now, obviously we know not everyone who's holding is going to come into the writer's room and be part of the process. We would love that, but we also, you know, we're not dummies. We know some people just want to like grab this thing and kind of be along for the ride. But the idea is we want as many people who can to utilize this as participatory and like part masterclass, part creative process. So, you know, we want to, we want to break the story together and, you know, we'll have writing submissions and we'll have like different assignments as we go through it. and really craft this story to how the community is building it. And we're kind of there as like guides to be like, you know, Hey, from our point of view is like what our expertise is, is storytelling. Like this suggestion is great, but it may step on, you know, this other suggestion, which we think is stronger and Hey, that suggestion is great. We don't think that'll work, but that opens our brain up to doing this or Hey, great idea. Yeah. Let's make Robert, uh, you know, the owner of this bar or whatever, Whatever will tie these characters into each other, we have a very general roadmap of who the characters are, what their backstories are, and what the setting is. But we don't know what the finish line is. And it's that's how you go into most writers' rooms, uh, is you have the creators break the concept, and then you staff out your room with you know anywhere from four to 15 people, and you break the storylines and kind of break what the season's going to look like. In this case, it's not a season, it's an issue one. And, uh, that's, that's the idea on the writing side. There'll be like a three week overlap between the writing and the storyboarding, which is when Rudy and our uh, storyboard artist uh, will kind of break away from everything we've created and start showing how this story would be told in panels. And it's, it's, think of that as like very rough draft. So you're just kind of laying it out visually, but again, our community's in for that whole process and they're they're you know not just auditing that but like like, like throwing out ideas and, and throwing out uh suggestions and you know what's what's the name of this bar now that, that robert goes to or what's the name of dustin's weed shop or hey what location in los angeles should this fight happen at like there's going to be a big fight between robert and the o'malley where would be a cool location for that let's go on google earth and location scout and it just really being having you know our holders and our community be a part part of the whole process to see how we're executing this and to execute it with us and uh yeah i think i answered way more than what your question was but i just kind of got carried away because i'm excited <laughs> no no perfect you you answered exactly the uh exactly the right amount of the question um okay amazing when uh and so is the idea with the mint that when people mint the NFTs, they'll correspond to a character or an object, or is it randomly generated, or how does that part work? Yeah, it's so it's it's randomly generated, like what NFT you would get and which character you would get. 
but the characters will come preloaded with, you know, like if you and me both minted, we could both get the bub character, but I make it the bub character that's holding a bazooka and, uh, you know, uh, 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 a knife in her hand, and you may get the bub character that's holding a plate of potato pancakes. Um, and we, we know this character runs a diner. And you're not married to pitching ideas for just your character. It's not, it's not that. Like, you are there to pitch ideas for the whole story. You may want to be narrow and just pitch for your character. That's fine. That's also part of the writing process. You have people come in pitching single storylines. You have people come in pitching world stuff. It's, it's kind of like the fun of the whole thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's a super it's a super cool idea. I feel like this is one of the first projects that I've I mean, I was paying much better attention to NFTs last year than I have in this like this month, but this is definitely one of the first projects like this that I, I've encountered. Um uh Connor, do you have any other questions before we can bring Shammy on to go over the PO app and then we could and then, then we're gonna open it up to QA from the audience in case any other people have questions. But Connor, do you have anything else? No, I mean I'm good. Let's bring in a... Bring up our POAP guy. Okay, cool. We're going to bring up Brandon Shammy to announce the POAP so that people can get their um, their POAP for attending, but then stick around because we will also then open it up for some of the, anybody who's in here who mm -hmm. has some questions um, for um, John and Rudy. If we might have lost Rudy, but I think he's maybe... Yeah, he's, he's actually on the set of Mando right now for the new season. And Oh, well, oh sick. Okay, he, had, he had to jump back I about, in there. I was about to, uh, about to say, can you give us, give us any hints what's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't I don't think he even tells his like his his wife. I don't think he even tells Rhino what's going on. Like He, I, he won't even tell me. Like He won't tell me anything. They, uh, <laughs> they always joke, like, anyone that has anything to do with, like, Marvel or something like that, Kevin Feige's, like, waiting over their shoulder. So like always uh, make sure they're not saying a single word. <laughs> yeah, no, we were we were even like, oh, you know, it'd be cool for our community. Like, send us some like pictures from the set. And he was like, he like laughed. He's like, yeah, right. They'll, they'll confiscate my phone and put me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, working for a project like Mando, like I feel like that's about as like under wraps as yeah. a project gets because like any piece of information about it is like headline news. Absolutely. The one the one cool thing we did we were able to pull with it from it and talk about is. Uh, if you look on our Discord or on our Twitter, there's a really cool scouting video. Like I mentioned scouting in Google Earth. Uh, I didn't know this, but like for like Mando and uh, for uh, Book of Boba Fett, there's no in-person scouting anymore. So like what they do is they throw on like an Oculus or some VR system that can have Google Earth. And like for Mando, it's like John Favreau throws that on and Rudy and uh, the other location scouts are all throw it on. And they just go to like, you know, the hills of Scotland to be like, okay, wow. this is what this kind of planet looks like. Like, what do we like here? And they just Whoa. start taking pictures and stuff. And like, okay, we're on Tatooine now. So let's go over to like, you know, Algeria and kind of like take some shots over here. And it's just, it's crazy. And Rudy was like, dude, why don't we do this? But for Los Angeles. And he did like a yeah. test video of it. The test video is so cool. It got me like so hyped on this. And I was like, oh my God. And there's a way to do it. We were like, Obviously, our holders aren't, we're all not going to be like, okay, everyone, go get an Oculus. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, is there a way to do this, like, to make, to where, like, everyone can do it? And, like, he's like, absolutely. We're figuring that out now. It's, it's as simple as, you know, normal Google Earth, so it won't be, like, a drone flying through. But we're, we have a really cool way that we're going to figure it out so everyone can, can participate. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. crazy. I'm a very yeah. avid GeoGuessr player that where they just drop you somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. Floor and you have to guess. So <laughs> that sounds sick as hell. Because sometimes you drop somewhere and you're like, this isn't the earth. This you're like, this can't be somewhere place else. Exists. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> that's super cool. I'm looking at the video right now. Yeah, it's a super cool idea. Yeah. I, I haven't thought about that, especially with the pandemic and stuff. Like scouting has got to be more difficult to do IRL. Yeah, it's all virtual. It's so crazy. Totally. Um, okay, uh, do we have one Brandon Shammy in the audience who could come up and help us with our POAP slash, I've been recently told that it is actually pronounced POAP, yeah. but I'm oh. heavily, I'm pushing back <laughs> against that. And Shammy, you can tell the POAP team that I push back against it and I will be saying POAP to the grave. POAP for life. Pull out yeah. for life. I agree. Shammy, it seems like we had you for a second, but then we lost. No, I'm right here. I'm, I was hey. just waiting for a time to jump in. I'm actually in the the room right next to you two gentlemen, and you can't tell at this point. I just happened to take a room so close by. You know, I wanted to be near the vibes, and I yeah, hate perfect. to interrupt such a a wonderful conversation that actually I'm very engaged engaged with myself. But I'm here for one reason and one reason only. So I'll get right to it. 
and that is to give away today's Poe Op. Yes, Poe oh. Op is the way you're supposed to pronounce it. We, we can get into as much as we want. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Nice timing, Nick. That was awesome. Uh, you know, gift, 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 Connor. You explained it the other day. So it's whatever you prefer. But just know that the team over at Poe Op calls it Poe Op. With that being said, to mint today's Poe Op, you'll need the mobile app. So if you don't have it, please go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download it right now. That's P-O-A-P. And hit the download button. And if you already have it, you know the drill. Open that bad app up. And once you have that app open and ready to go, and make sure it's updated, by the way, you're going to click on the bottom right-hand corner where it says Mint. And then you'll have a little menu of options pop up. You're going to click on the top one that says Secret Word. Now, today's Secret Word was inspired just by the pure name and the excitement and the energy and the electricity in the air from uh, today's guest. So I, with with no context really given, I made today's secret word, all lowercase, can you feel it? And then a question mark after that. So can you feel it? Question mark. And the question mark is the symbol. You're not going to type out question mark. I have been asked that before. Just want to clarify now. All lowercase, can you feel it? Can you feel it, guys? Over there? Yeah, we hear we hear you loud and clear, brother. You're coming in loud and clear. Wait, but let me Blinded. let me I guess is your question, should I do it? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. You should you should claim it to make sure you know it's working, okay. things things are Okay, 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 okay. It should be. It so I, I know it works, but I just want to make sure. Yep, looks like people are claiming it. It is can you feel it with a question mark at the end, all lowercase in the English language. Thank you for specifying. Oh, this is a sick one. Shammy, you make this one? Hell no. No, we had we had agreed to do that. No oh, way. Oh, I can't six, take six, any six. credit. I just put right, the right, phone no, in the spot. Right, right, right. I mean, this is the this is the your proprietary. This is the electrician, so it would have to be. Hell yeah. This, this is some professional grade shit <laughs> we got going on here. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, Shammy will hop back on in a little bit to just double check that everybody got the POAP, but now we would like to take an opportunity to um, open up just for the audience. If anybody has any specific questions, I also can ask some more if we don't have anybody, um, but I, I just want to open it up. Um, you can go ahead and raise your hand and we'll bring you up. Um, so if and anybody it, has any questions. And if you want to bring up the electrician too, I think the electrician account's on there. I'm, I don't know if we have any other, someone may be wanting to share from there too as a speaker. Okay, cool, cool. Um, it looks like we've got Heather um, who we can bring up. Sorry, Heather, one sec. Whoop. Sorry, just I'm just not that good at navigating. There we go. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Oh. Think we got Heather for a second. Yeah, we do. I think she just muted right now. But she... Hi. Hi. How's it going? Um, okay, I have a quick. I have a question, and I apologize if I missed the answer. But first of all, I have stayed, John. I'm a huge fan of American Auto. I work in the auto industry. Oh. Uh, so it is hilarious to me, I, I have to say. Oh, my God. That's, that's so nice of you to say. What What do you do in the auto industry, if I may ask? Corporate communications. Ah, so, so there you go. <laughs> yes, it is very funny. I tell all of my coworkers about it. I encourage oh. them all to watch it. Um, awesome. So I also, you know, I love writing and storytelling. So I apologize if I missed the answer to this. But for the writer's room component, um, what is the end result? Are the right are those who participate getting a credit? Are they just being shown as like part owners of the story? I'm really curious how you're handling that. Yeah, it's a great question. So, so the a big thing of this for us was, you know, how do we structure this in a way where it's useful and something where, like, I would have wanted 15 years ago when I was just kind of starting to break in and figure out what the process is of how to write for you know Hollywood productions and. So a big thing for us is, is like true involvement. And uh, that, that just means like, like, like I said before, not just auditing the room to see how we're working, but like we'll have specific sessions where we're all throwing out ideas and where there's writing assignments and feedback on these assignments. In terms of uh, ownership, yeah, we, uh, we want our community to have a credit when this goes to series, have a, a community producer credit. And uh, as well, at, at any point of time when we get, you know, the goal is also to get, a, like, to have someone like, you know, Darkstar be like, hey, we want you guys to make, like, 
three full issues of this. And we want our community to be rewarded for that too. So there's like, so there's, it's actual ownership and uh, we're, uh, we're structuring that right now, but this isn't just like a, Hey, come in and day play and then go away. It's an, it's an actual thing where we want to reward everyone who is really in for the process. It's, it gets a little trickier when you're looking at like individual people uh, uh, for, you know, pitching ideas and like crediting someone for a specific idea, which is why we chose to run this as a writer's room where it, oh yeah, it's, it's a team effort. And, uh, you know, we know that there'd be a, a community creation credit on this. So that was really important to us. Awesome. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing more. Yeah. Jump on in. Amazing. Thank you, Heather. Um, do we have anybody else in the audience? That's a great question. That's a question that I was also going to ask. Is there anybody else in the audience who has any questions for John or the team? Or we also do have um, the electrician official page in here. John, do you want me to bring them up? Is oh, yeah, sure. Bring them up. They may, I mean, they may have more information than I know. They're up to minute. Our social team is awesome. We have some folks over there, too. Cool. I just sent them an invitation to speak. Um, and so awesome. if, if somebody's around, we'll hop on. Um, let's see. Let's see. In the meantime, just, go ahead. I was going to say, in the meantime, too, just on the just on the release side, you know, I know we're being a little cryptic, but that's it's intentional. We're really trying to make sure we do this thing right. Uh, in terms of a, uh, you know, I'm sure we've seen it pop up in our Discord and people asking, like, what's the amount? How many are being released? And uh, that, you know, high snobiety article said it was going to be like a 10,000 series. And, uh, it was just a bit of a misquote. Uh, when we initially set out, that's all I knew in the space. So I think they pulled that from like a while ago, but we're really mindful of, we want to make sure that we can execute this and that we sell out so we can like, really go into full production on this. And we also want to be like, not be dummies, right? Like we don't want to, release an amount of that will you know outgrow the what the demand is we really want our supply to like line up with what the demand is so we're watching that closely and we'll definitely have more info of that uh in our discord uh in the next you know the next few coming days so stay tuned for that and we also have a release date circled i don't know when exactly we're announcing it but it's it's going to be very soon um and uh, that is also forthcoming. Uh, so just stay tuned with that stuff. This, this thing's moving really, really fast, um, just mostly out of necessity because we have this sweet spot right now where Rudy finishes Mando up mid-next week, and Ike and Dave are uh, heading to show running, or they are show running, but they head into live production for History of the World on Hulu um, starting at the end of the month. But that really ramps up in May, so we it's a, we really want to utilize them for you know the rest of this month in April on the writing side of things, and uh, same with me and Eric who had this like sweet spot right now. So uh, it's moving fast and it's really exciting. So just keep checking our Discord and keep checking our Twitter to uh, to see any announcements over the next couple of days. Amazing, yeah. I mean, I feel like for me personally, and I feel like anybody who's been in the space for a while, like it's understandable to be uh to want a concrete answer about the numbers but i feel like if you've been in the space for a while it's like my preference is that a project is doing what the community wants and basing it off of the trends and what's going on so like to me not knowing the exact quantity or the price or that that level of information it's like it's more about interest in the project more macro more abstractly and the other stuff is so dependent on what's going on in the market at the time that I feel yeah and, and we really want it to be like you know we want to honor that right like we don't want to do yeah. something stupid we're like we release so many of these things, and then it's like, "Hey, we we haven't activated production, guys, because we overshot this." Like that's like that's not fun for everyone. We want to create the story, but we want to do this, and yeah, uh, and it also gives us the opportunity to like, you know, depending on what the demand is, like testing the market and that we can do this at different levels, right? Like, you know, there's the world in which it's like it's massive and it's huge, and it's like, hey, we we have our line producers now saying, hey this is now a budget for two full graphic novel issues and you know which are you know anywhere from 50 to 75 pages and then you have you know 
the the issue one uh, budget for this, where it's like, hey, you're doing more of like an origin story issue one thing. Like, okay, great. Like, we can operate anything on on that scale, depending on what market demand is. And the the fun about this is we can adjust accordingly on the fly. The mechanics stay the same, where it's whether yeah. we're telling a shorter story or a longer story here. This is we're still doing it the same way, where like the game plan is still create this IP. Uh, blow that up into a bigger graphic novel if, if that calls for it, and then take this to television. So it's really exciting that we feel like we can execute on, uh, on a few different paths here. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, I think uh, Morgan in the audience seemed like she was raising her hand, but I don't think made the, the request. Morgan, if you if you um, do a request to speak, I can bring you up to ask a question, but also if you just accidentally tapped it, that's fair too. And I'll, if, if you remain silent, that would be my assumption. <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, okay, uh, Connor, you have any other questions, or what do you think? I think I'm good. You know, unless we can't we can't get any uh, crumbs or hints about the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but Rudy will just have to find where you live and kill you. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. right. And everybody, and everybody on this call, we, we would have to dox everybody on. This yeah, call. yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be real messy. Absolutely. Um, well, John, we really appreciate you taking the time, man. This is uh, this is such a fun one because it's fun to get to talk about. Oh, somebody just requested. Try, try again, brother. Request again, and I'll let you up. Um, it's fun to get to talk about a project like this because obviously the art projects, PFD projects, are so fun. But it's I've always, especially when I was covering NFTs more heavily, talked about that like we'll see NFT other NFT use cases outside of PFD projects much more heavily over the next years, in my opinion, and so. Yeah. Getting to see a project like this where we're essentially getting to just talk about a TV show concept that you guys are coming up with and NFTs are, I, I just, I feel like people use the term like NFT and when they talk about it in the mainstream, they're usually just talking about PFP projects, but NFTs are technology that can be used for pretty much any, anything. And so um, totally. this is a great example. Okay. We got Ben. Ben, come on up. What up, Ben? Connecting, connecting and engaging. Ben's live. Hey, I just had a, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, dope. I just had a question on, I I heard a lot about kind of the the graphic that you plan on distributing and the the promotions on that. But what about the actual distribution of the, uh, you know, the actual content and and film or uh, series itself? Yeah, totally. So that's the, on the TV side, that'll be pretty straight up, right? Like that'll be we'll have this IP and we'll pitch that around to who we see as potential buyers for that. This is like, you know, this is why we have this awesome production team behind it because we're a group of people who can, who can really get into any room. And this type of project, we feel so many buyers are looking for now and like really in the next year to come. So, you know, that just like, like really anyone you can think of, uh, well, like, a Disney, probably not Amazon because that would step on boys. I'm not, not this, uh, Netflix, probably not Amazon, but like a Hulu, HBO Max, uh, an Apple TV, uh, even like, even like network shows are getting a bit darker now. So like there's, there's really so many places we feel can, we can pitch this to. Disney's actually not one of them because I think it's a little too dark for them. Um, but that's how we plan to execute on that side is to get a studio on board and to give this series an actual like an actual shot and like make this and, like give it the attention it deserves on uh, the graphic novel side we have a couple roads and we really want the path of how this pans out to dictate it so if it's a thing where hey it's we're doing the more scaled back issue one thing great we can take that to a couple big indie companies like a dark star and be like you see this here's the ip you get the idea will you order a full graphic novel and uh that's like one mode of distribution, right? So we're, now they can order a full series of it. And then now we get to do this for like a really full scale thing. There's also the option of, you know, this is one that I didn't, wasn't familiar with until we talked to our publishing agent, but there's, you can also do like an ebook buyout, right? So where you can make hard copies, but the main distribution mode is uh, electronic. And uh, there's, a, you know, obviously we know all the big e-readers that would jump in for this. Uh, and there's also the, a world in which, you know, we've secured part of the production budget to do a self-run published copies of this, which, you know, there's like four companies that do that. 
Uh, they're all based overseas, so things are a little slower right now, but it's not like a huge delay. It only adds on like an extra month. But then we get to self-publish and literally put these, like we can put like, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 copies of these in the stores as like a test model and see how that works. There's so many paths forward on the graphic novel side that when we get to that, that's where even the distribution model, we want community weigh in on. Like we want people to, to weigh in on like how they would read this, how they want to see it go out into the world. And, uh, you know, it's, we're hopefully in a situation where we have multiple avenues to look at and choose the one that's best for us. Uh, but yeah, that's on the TV side. It's pretty straight up taking the studios graphic novel side. It's like really multifaceted and we want to let the, uh, market and product dictate where we go with it. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Um, okay. I have heard just a little bit of chatter in our discord and stuff. So I just want to take an opportunity to give out the POAP code one more time. Um, so people yep, yep. missed it earlier. Oh, Shammy. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Uh, don't take my job. I'm here for I'm one sorry. reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm one sorry. reason only. You go ahead. You go so, ahead. My bad. Give me my moment to shine, Charlie. Uh, no, because I got some DMs too as well from three individuals, including our, our good friend Apoto, which uh, I know, Connor, you're familiar with, with, uh, with the uh, Discord stages. So definitely want to make sure that Apoto gets today's PO app. Um, so I'm going to say this very slow and clear for the secret word. It's going to be all lowercase, and you'll be typing in the phrase, can you feel it? And then after that, there's an exclamation mark. So can you feel it, exclamation mark, all lowercase. Is an exclamation mark or point, or does it matter? Again, is it POAP or POAP? I guess it's the same question, right? <laughs> I think it's but question it was- mark and exclamation point, but it didn't bump me when you said exclamation mark. And right, now, like I kind of like now it's messing me up a little. Now bit. it's messing me up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it one more time so it's, it's it's clear for everyone to understand. And this is the last time I'll say it. The secret word is "Can you feel it?" Exclamation point, and it's all lowercase, and there are no spaces in between any of the characters. So thank you. No, Shandy. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> um, John. Any yes. final any any final words that you'd like to leave the team community with? So thanks so much for tuning in and hearing about what we're doing. Like I said, you know, jump into our Discord and just poke around, and see what's going on. It's, it's really exciting, and uh, you know, give our Twitter a follow too over at uh, Electrician NFT, and that has our website and Discord info, so it's all laid out there, so you can just kind of see. Hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak, where it's me and Rudy and Ron on there talking about the project and can fill in any blanks that we didn't hit today. And we're really excited. We're getting really ramped up over the next few days here. So please stay tuned for some uh, big, exciting announcements. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Amazing. Thank you again, John. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in every day to Web37 Daily. Be sure to follow 137 p.m. on all social media channels. And also check out John Barinholtz and Rudy Shaver's latest work. And be sure to follow them on Twitter and all their social media handles. See you tomorrow.